So you still it's still Golden Girls podcast? Yeah, I would say so. So good yeah. choice. I mean, so how do you give me shit for calling Golden, it Golden Girls season eight last week? I don't know because I feel like it's a, got a different name to that. Our podcast would be called whatever we wanted to be called, mm. whereas that show is called what it is called. So Sophia's mm-hmm. choice, yeah. Golden Girls podcast. That's right. Yep. So do you feel usurped? <laughs> I mean. I've been waiting for that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting to usurp me for seven seasons and two no. episodes. Just this That's episode. the most mild usurping. <laughs> yeah. it, went, it went over my head. You guys watched this episode, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he usurped you by leaving the door slightly ajar. Right. <laughs> ah, got him. I didn't fully latch it. <laughs> what now? Well, I, as a... Uh, as my co-host there uh, alluded to, Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Yay. I am Alan, and joined oh. by uh, our custodian supervisor, Ski. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and a uh, featured guest on the Barbara Legrand show, Brent. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my quarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Clean out the dumpster with yeah, the hose. Exactly. Um, today we are going over Golden Palace, uh, episode two, promotional considerations. Uh-huh. Uh, Ski is going to be doing our recap today. It, his recap is only two pages long, but his font does not register on the font list <laughs> as far as size goes. So I'm not sure exactly how long. And I, and I believe he even has a, a new feature for us at the end of this episode. I did not. Oh, I he did didn't. Oh. I, I was going to do it. I started it, and I didn't like the story I was coming up with. I ended up deleting it. And at the last minute, I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to go back and do it. And It's no time. Well, I I could have probably shoehorned it in, but I don't think it would have been a very good. Well, maybe on Ski's next episode, uh, he'll get that de- new feature yeah, going. Yeah, I definitely but... plan to put it in my next one. So okay. apologies okay. for the losing time on this one. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I think it's something that Brent and I enjoyed, but mm-hmm. I do too. I, I, can't I, I speak. like. It's actually part of one of my favorite parts of the recap is this point is doing the actual little thing. Uh. <laughs> so the fact that I that's probably why I erased what I had is because I was. Let myself down. <laughs> <laughs> I felt no. I can't deliver this to my my friends. Well, you know what's that song like? Uh, if you can't please everyone, you got to please yourself. <laughs> so well, if you're not even I, pleasing yourself, yeah. then garden party. You yeah. guys, you guys might like it, okay? But the the premise was funny enough, but the the content sucked. I thought. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure it was probably better than you're giving it credit for. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's totally fine that you decided. Well, they kept to... me at two pages too, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if uh, I had to go into three pages, I could have increased the font size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, up to up to seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I do have a, a few listener interactions. Um, now, uh, I'll be honest. When was the last time that we got together to record? It's been a little time now. Yeah. Um, probably like a month. Um, several weeks. 
Because we have the, the, the recap episode. Yeah. I had like seven or eight things written down that had happened to me in life since we last got together. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I don't want to forget all this gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, I'm kind of... A, if, I'm not sure if I should go over things that might be old or if, uh, you know, like doubling down on them or if I'll just go over things that are a little more recent. But um, I'd double down. Like if it's a interaction and I've not heard it, I'd like to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, horrendously out of date by the time this episode you drops. Can tell well, it's not that it's out of date. It's just something that I may be repeating, and that's okay. Oh, um, yeah. You may have heard this on like the season seven recap or something like that. Season one, episode 20. Bring oh, yeah, on. that's a good one. Yeah. Can we go back to that one? <laughs> Season 7, episode 20? I need to do the math. I don't think I have um, Golden Palace season 1, episode 20. Uh, probably not. I may but maybe I'll trade with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For posterity's sake. Exactly. Yeah. A little compare and contrast. Well, I uh, on season 7, episode 20, when that recap came out, or yeah. when that episode came out, I had posted a... That Sophia's choice is uh, but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets its hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It's a podcast recorded by three idiots full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and I said it took very little effort to adjust this iconic Macbeth excerpt uh, to make a perfect description of our podcast. Mm-hmm. It takes even less effort for you to join for an all-new episode of <laughs> Sophia's Choice uh, available now. Um, I like that. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that nice. was one that I was proud of. Yeah, um, as well you should be. Uh, but Jennifer, she said, uh, three idiots and a podcast is a great name for a podcast. <laughs> 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 and I said the name would be both hurtful and accurate. Exactly. <laughs> and who says there's no truth in advertising? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Lisa, who Lisa, I think likes to sometimes post uh, her favorite line from a particular episode. Nice. Uh, I'm posted, uh, just kiss Rose and get it over with. <laughs> 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 I believe that was, because uh, that's the one where they were having the, um, you know, the, the, Midnight Madness Party or whatever it was, mm, where yeah, yeah, uh, Sophia yeah. was looking for an idiot to kiss. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Then we had also... Oh, go ahead. Is it because uh, Rose is a simpleton? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's not an idiot. She's a, a simpleton yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, it's like the difference between uh, Dear Abby and Landers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we recently got a few um, a few comments from Sherry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Your wife? Yes, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, uh, so she had, Hi, Sherry. She had posted on one in response to something you had said. Cause she was getting caught up on episodes. She had gotten a little behind. Okay. Um, but she said that she uh, saw the Jan and George glass pop on Facebook last night and started to laugh so hard when you referenced it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, because it was empty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, she said, uh, let's see, right before you said Solon and Eli Whitney joint, I said that. <laughs> and then I screamed and laughed when you said it. So. <laughs> And uh, let's see, a final comment that she had uh, posted. Um, you don't want to tear your Weijin. <laughs> I believe that's when Ski did all of his different Norwegian, whatever Weijin oh, yeah, uh, yeah, things yeah. For, uh, for his... The alphabet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. for his uh, end of episode story there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had one other thing I thought I should bring up. We got a, a, new, um, a new review on iTunes. Oh, nice. Um, now, I say a new. This will be actually the third review... That we have gotten from one of our uh, one of our favorite listeners. Oh, nice. So, no. thank you. Let me pull it up here for you. All right. So this one says it's from Trisha. Oh, hi, Trisha. And Welcome it says, back. Uh, it says uh, once, twice, thrice. Today nice. I'm listening to July 10th episode, season seven, episode 19. Y'all are awesome sauce poured on infectious laughter. Nice. Screw the haters. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She's talking about you, Brian. <laughs> they don't even get stars over there. And then it's signed uh signed Trisha D, a uh, Geechee girl. I'm from Chucktown and it says uh PS I'm still listening. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, I was very glad to hear that. That's my day. Oh, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you very much, Trisha, for uh, yeah. updating your review. Um, yeah. And everybody for comments. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah. Sherry and Lisa and Jennifer and Trisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love when people uh, send messages in and, mm-hmm. and I try to read them all. I'm sure that over the course of seven seasons there's been an an comment here and there that I missed, and I am sorry for any of that. Um, yeah. but it is definitely our favorite part of doing the show really. And definitely mm-hmm. don't tear your Ouijan. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep keep the Ouijan precious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes so. to your Ouijan, you gotta try a little tenderness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so uh, today uh, as I've already said, I think Ski's gonna be doing a recap. With no uh, nothing at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just ad lib. Yeah, no. Just want to tell us a story about Dorothy at the end, just off the sure. top of your head. He's just gonna improvise a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, ski. Yeah, I don't have anything else now. Do you have anything, Brent? Um, I'm good right now. Well, you said you had seven things that had happened to you since our last one. Did you want to throw one in here just to give us a little padding? Oh, heck yeah. Um, well, so we all went and saw Mission Impossible. Yeah. I did not get to go with you guys, remember? That's right. You went there. Yeah. So the oh, two sorry. of us went and saw it. Yeah. You guys both said it was really good, though. Yeah, yeah kicked it was ass. Good. It was really, really good. Um, so I had rewatched, um, you know, the first six movies or whatever. Right. And then we watched the seventh, and I did my ranking. And I was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. So I started rewatching the original series. Um, and I'm well aware of, you know, fitting it in between other stuff and stuff with my sure. wife and everything. And so like grand total, I, I wouldn't give myself credit for the movies because I just watched them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But counting all the episodes of the original show, plus the two bonus seasons from like 88 and 89, I've got 213 to get through, oh, okay. you know. And that's I was like, okay, well, it'll take me six months or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but that's fine. You know, I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'm like 20 episodes through the first season. When does the so next far. movie come out? A year from now. So okay. I'll be all caught up again yeah, by the time. Yeah, you'll have all done, right? Yeah. So, um, so anyways, um, uh, my wife was taking a shower and I, you know, went upstairs and watched an episode. You're talking and about then, the Peter Graves one, right? Well, yeah, but he doesn't co- show up until season two. Oh, really? Yeah. So Stephen that. Hill um, is uh, Dan. Dan Briggs, he's like the leader of the okay. first season. And he was um, the really old guy. He played the district attorney on uh, Law and Order. Oh, okay. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. Hang him High McCoy, but like his boss, you know? Okay. Um, and it, so, like, it's really weird because, like, like, the episode starts off and he goes someplace funky or whatever and listens to a tape or a phonograph and then it self destructs or whatever. Okay? Oh, okay. And then he goes back to like his hip bachelor pad. And he pulls out his big black, you know, leather binder (laughs) (laughs) that says, like, Impossible Missions Force on it. Okay. And he starts pulling out, like, um, stock photos of randos. And then, like, all the people you're not going to see in that episode, he, like, throws dismissively aside. And then, like, the pictures of the people you know and love, he, like, carefully places them on the table like he's like he's assu- assembling his crew for Aww. that week, but nine times out of ten, it's the exact same crew <laughs> every other week or whatever, you know. But like I don't know, he just has like this funky pad. Like 
he starts off like when he gets the assignment, chooses to accept it. He's in this three piece suit, but once he gets home, he like Mister Rogers and puts on a little sweater oh. and <laughs> turns on some music and. <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes he'll look at the pictures and they're like, "You're like, oh, that's Martin Landau." Smile. <laughs> it's really, really good. I like to think that his pad is uh, full of leather bound books and smells <laughs> of a rich mahogany. <laughs> exactly. So like. My wife is not a Tom Cruise fan. Okay, okay. Um, she just does not like him at all. Really? And so, like, I had, I knew not to even bother asking her if she wanted to watch the Mission Impossible movies with me. Mm-hmm. You know, but she knew I was watching them or whatever. And so, I watched an episode of the TV show the other day while she was taking her shower, and then re- we reconvened downstairs, and she was like, "What are we up to?" And I was like, "Oh, I was just watching Mission Impossible." And she's like, "I thought you just watched those." And I was like, oh, no, I was watching the uh, the series now. And she's like, they gave that man a show? <laughs> like, like, the way she said it was like golden age of television, my ass. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because yeah. he's one of literally the biggest celebrities in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and the idea Why of, like, would they that, give him one, right? Hack? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. Why does she not like him, or do you not know? Uh, just the whole Scientology thing, and I she can, just thinks he's wackadoo. Yeah, yeah, he's. I I like his movies quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I I definitely agree that his uh, personal life is a bit odd. Yeah, it, it is a real testament, in my opinion, to how great of an action star he is. Uh-huh. That I can overlook all of his other <laughs> shit yeah. and be like, yeah, I still love his stuff because yeah. exactly. he just you know rises above it. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So. so. Yeah, that was really, really good. I really like it. Um, it's more like, um, it's almost like Ocean's Eleven, the TV oh, okay. show, you know, because it's more of a con man type thing. Oh, you know, right. like whomever the bad guy is, they have to trick him and do whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's good. I really, really like it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Now, are you going to rewatch the uh, more recent series as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I picked those up also. Like, are I got you going to watch the original. All the way first? Yeah. So you watch them in consecutive? Yeah. Like, so I'm yeah. going to watch the original 171 episodes, like the first seven seasons <laughs> That's of it. A lot. And then the um, the bonus seasons from 88 and 89. How many were there? Um, 19 and 16. So. I'm certainly just two seasons, though? Yeah. Okay. yeah I yeah. couldn't remember how many. Yeah. And I remember, I've definitely seen all of those because I watched them as a lad. I think I watched them yeah. all, too. Yeah. I really liked them. So, I'm excited. Honestly, with the way that you seem to burn through things, I, I figured you're going to be like, yeah, you know, I, I, we watched Mission Impossible three weeks ago, and I decided to watch the series, and I'm done with those 217 episodes. <laughs> 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 of course, it took me longer than normal because I yeah. have other obligations. Yeah. <laughs> but, I did have to breathe, eat, and sleep. <laughs> right. You know, do got to watch the Ozarks with yeah. the wife. <laughs> <laughs> See what shenanigans Marty and Wendy are up to. <laughs> right. I like shenanigans being the term. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty dark show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it starts off basically the, where he's, uh, you know, doing accounting work for, uh, you know, like you. heroin sellers, yeah, oh. like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it gets darker from there. <laughs> so, so, anyways. All right, well, Ski, I think we've uh, padded out the, the top end of this episode pretty well at this Certainly. point. Yeah. So, uh, so you can go ahead and kick off your recap whenever you're ready. All right, now, I, I hope you don't get mad at me. 
<laughs> I said season eight, episode two. Yay. Uh, <laughs> man after my own heart. Uh, well, you. you know what? I'm really just following suit from his uh, list, which I think is extremely helpful. Yeah. Oh, Thank okay. you. Thank you. So, anyway, promotional considerations is the episode title. I wish we had promotional considerations that are paid for by people. Yeah. You As know opposed who to the ones you've been giving could... away to Bumblebee Tuna. Oh, oh yeah. man, you beat me to it. I was going to suggest, I was like, you know who we should really pursue is Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> yum, yum, bubble, Bumblebee Tuna. I love tuna made from Bumblebee. <laughs> Sorry I stepped on it's, your uh, joke there, Ski. It's quite all right. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Right. Uh, original air date was September 25th, 1992. Uh, this one was written by Jim Vallelli and directed by our friend Lex Paceris. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Welcome back. I liked how we had uh, Terry Hughes for episode one and then uh-huh. Lex for two. Yeah. And then the third one, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Alan will mention that. Will you mention who directed the third episode? I, I plan to. Okay. <laughs> Normally you don't, do you? Yeah, I do. I oh, always okay. do. Yeah. I'm, I don't mention the gaffers or whatever else that you do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, takes a village. I, I like to stick to a format. That's um, boy. So I'm. I'm See, completely I, I comfortable. Don't. I like to just it. get weird with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I feel like that if we if we do a follow up podcast, you know, it, it won't be, it'll be a lot more free form because mm-hmm. then I'll feel more comfortable getting weird with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's already weird to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so I say that now, but I'll probably be like, okay, now this is this week's weekly segment. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we have to get Brent's music corner. Yeah. All right, it's time for that now. <laughs> Didn't you come prepared? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for music, I think he would always come prepared because, like, his memory would just be like, "Yes, I know this thing about music yeah. that I can dictate at any time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't encyclopedia know. that one. Maybe, um, maybe if we do a follow-up uh, series, we could each bring our own thing to review on our own, <laughs> but you know, separately. Like Brent will, you know, do a, some sort of a music-related thing. I'll do a Simpsons <laughs> episode, and he will do cleaning supplies. <laughs> Is that what I'm known for now? It, it is, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, at least it's not racism. <laughs> you should embrace it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that direction, I guess. Exactly. So so it's like, you know, all right, so let's um we'll get together in three weeks. Um mm-hmm. you two uh go and research uh, cleaning supplies and all right, you two go and research uh sixty years of Doctor Who and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard of a mop? <laughs> yeah. Could be used dry or wet <laughs> to clean floors. I figured we would each do three paragraph reviews of whatever thing we're talking about, mm. but we would each do one paragraph at a time and then switch. Mm. <laughs> so he would do <laughs> one paragraph about his mop. I do one paragraph about the Simpsons, and you do one about Three Dog Night. No, and yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then switch again. Um, but yeah, now that's not the idea we'll go with, but maybe something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Be rotational. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. I like mm-hmm. it. Anyway, we uh, open in the kitchen, and uh, Sophia and Blanche are prepping some food when Oliver comes in through a back door, having cleaned up the trash dumpster and alleyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche uh, thanks him for helping out around the hotel, uh, so long as it's not inter- inter- uh, negatively affecting his schoolwork. She offers to make him uh, custodian supervisor, but of course that's my job, right, like yeah. Alan said. <laughs> Oliver is slick and points out that it seems to... Uh, be a title, but lacks compensation. Right. He says that Sophia promised uh, to make it worth his while. Sophia uh, did then hands him a quarter and sarcastically thanks, or he sarcastically thanks her, adding that now he can call the child labor board. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, 
talk about this stuff enough in the first episode. Um, Oliver is just such an awful addition to this show. He truly <laughs> is. Uh, like, I, I thought, yeah, I was he, a big fan of Chewie. I was a big fan of Roland. Uh-huh. Um, but Oliver, just no. Nothing that he's Agreed. done so far is... They don't need kids on here. They never react well. Like, how many times have they had, like, little grandkids visit and they just never see him again that episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, I'm trying to think of all the kids that have been on this show. The only one was the one that you mentioned before. Jenny Lewis. Yeah, Jenny Lewis yeah. is the only one that I really remember being like, oh, she really added to that episode. Yeah. Most episodes where the kids are on, they're kind of terrible. Yeah. I don't know, the one who played... Or a, just filler. They're yeah. Just like, almost like in the background. Like, mm-hmm. they're there because they stated that they were going to have a child of some sort. And it is ironic that they picked Oliver, which is such a, you know, reviled part of the Brady mm-hmm. Bunch history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they picked that name. Yeah. And it was only like 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like Nation had forgotten. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe someone was a big Green Acres fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, yeah. So. That was uh, Eddie Arnold. Yeah. Eddie Albert. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I. I always like Wilbur. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, but back to Golden Palace. Um, we can talk about Green Acres. Maybe on our next podcast. <laughs> but, but it's the place for me. Yeah. I don't know. You do seem like someone who may not mind farm living. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be the life for you. Yeah. But. I don't know, land spreading out so far and wide. I don't know. You can keep that uh, city. Give me the countryside. <laughs> Pulled it off. Yeah. I, I tapped out after the opening line. We're not going to get sued for that, are we? <laughs> I think it's probably public domain at this point. They're damn close. <laughs> so, anyways, all right, Ski. Well, now that I've expressed my displeasure of Oliver in general, <laughs> um, I would say if I've got a solid bull here, kind of sorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole concept too of it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't know how hard it is to become a foster parent, uh-huh. but it just seems like it's like I live in a hotel that I work <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unmarried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they must be really hard up for foster parents yeah. if that's what they're going um, yeah. going with. I mean, Don Cheadle seems like a fine foster parent as far as his parenting skills mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. But as far as his living circumstances, it's suspect yeah. at best. <laughs> yeah. And then that was another little thing that I'm like, so with the Goldens moving into the palace, and Chewie gets a free room. Roland gets a room. Oliver and, gets a room. Yeah, Oliver. Oliver. So six of their rooms every night. I don't know how big the Golden Palace is. They have 21 rooms. So Maybe 27, I so guess. So 27 rooms. So like a, more than a fifth of their rooms yeah. are comped to the yeah. people that... Because they said um, well, they had 42 people staying oh. in 21 rooms, okay. and they were book solid. Okay. So... Yeah, and then I guess your comment about that dining room being popular is true, because damn near every one of those 42 people must be in that dining room every night. Well, yeah, and that's what Sophia had said. She's like, you know, I made 41 lamb chops and no complaints or something. <coughs> 42 lamb chops, whatever. Well, and then we'll, we'll find out later in this episode, you know, they're comping some of those, you know, rooms as well. All right, yeah. For yeah. advertising. Mm-hmm. But at least that's a new thing, but yeah, that's... That yeah. doesn't give you a whole lot of inventory left <laughs> to, yeah. to make money off of. But anyways. Like, well, that's the thing, like, I don't know if it's this episode or the last one, when they were talking about, you know, the menu or whatever, Chewie's like, no, you got to give them, you can't cook the same thing every night, you got to give them variety. Mm. It's like, well, how many consecutive nights are these people dining here? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody weekly customers. Exactly. <laughs> it's like more like a motel than a hotel exactly. at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What happens when you leave the light on for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so you can jump back in. All right, so yeah, he's got his quarter. He's going to call the child labor board. Lance says that she'll pay him $5 later, but asks that uh, he check with her prior to doing any more work. She adds that business is currently slow, and they'll need to watch their spending. Right. Rose enters the kitchen and uh, tells the group good morning. Lance tells her that uh, they need to improve their current customer base, and Rose says that uh, she has an idea. They all laugh at this concept. Rose is confused and repeats that she has an idea, and they laugh again. Mm -hmm. Rose suggests that in order to increase business, they should advertise citing flyers as an option. Sophia agrees that you know flyers are cheap and tells Oliver uh, that Dorothy learned about Shady Pines via a flyer, trying to appeal to his sympathies. He simply responds that she's not getting the quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, granted, this was the 90s. There's no internet. And obviously the internet now is the way to reach everybody. Um, but it does seem like flyers is an odd way to advertise for a hotel. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's how frequently does someone stay in a hotel within the town they live in? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think yeah. Sherry and I have gone to a hotel a couple times, you know, like as a night away from the kids type yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty rare. I mean, that's in the 15 years since Gwen yeah. was born. Yeah. Um, it just seems like it would be really unproductive unless you're at the airport or something yeah. and people were coming into town. I guess yeah. that could make some sense. Well, she talked about putting on cars. So yeah. maybe if cars are just in town and they're looking for a place to stay. I suppose. But, Although, but how know. do you recognize which cars are? You don't. <laughs> you you check all the plates. Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, that's possible. You would think a big chunk of those would already have a hotel room. Though. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I was going to add, I was like, I don't necessarily go to a part of Florida uh -huh. and just say, well, Hope we can find a place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the airport would be your only logical place to go to pass those out. And then I'm yeah. sure there's, you know. Yeah, or whichever beach the Cuban refugees land on. <laughs> right. Now, I will say to that end. <laughs> the well-heeled Cuban <laughs> refugees. Exactly. Yeah. Sophia's, uh, you know, actual plot behind the flyers is not bad. So we'll get into that a little bit later. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, she said she's not, he, he's told her she's not getting her quarterback. Lance tells Rose that she doesn't really care for the flyer idea. And Rose replies that, well, it could be anything that says Golden Palace on something that everybody sees. Sophia then asks Blanche if she's up for another tattoo on her butt. <laughs> uh, just then, Roland walks in and tells Blanche that they need to talk. Rose interrupts, calling him Mr. Grumpy and uh, asking for a good morning. Uh, he says good morning. And Rose dives into a story about how she became more cheery in the mornings by seeing a happy song. Mm -hmm. She offers up a uh, zippity doo dah <laughs> as a, an example. But Roland asks if she would really want to see a black man singing that while walking around the lobby. I thought that was a great line. I did mm -hmm. not realize that people were already questioning the mm -hmm. merits of that, that yeah. show back in '93. Yeah, I was rather surprised, honestly. From Song of the South, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't act like you don't know it. <laughs> I still we we own it. That, uh, <laughs> but we've not watched it. <laughs> I told you we got like the, the, the bootleg, right? Because you don't want to break the plastic. It's a collector's yeah. edition. <laughs> Original mint. It's going right, to yeah. put Camden through college. Actually, it's Granted, great. it'll be Bob Jones University. But <laughs> whoever, whoever Nicole got it from, it's clearly like a recopied, yeah. like, uh -huh. and it's like the cover is not even printed out well. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, like low... Uh, Dots per inch. Mm -hmm. uh, Rose confirms that uh, she would like she would like to that and exits. Uh, Roland shakes his head, saying, "Unbelievable." He confirms that Blanche is working at the reception desk from uh, two to five, and then suggests that he take over at three p.m. Uh, to greet 
Ken McGowan. Oh, Ken. A column author uh, for, quote, The Times that will be checking in around that time. Mm-hmm. And then I believe you said earlier that Ken is having a moment. So there it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> and then when Ken McGowan shows up, I was like, yep, that's the himbo everybody keeps talking about. <laughs> uh, Roland continues that he wants uh, things to go smoothly. Lance contests, though, that the owner should check him in. Uh, they go back and forth for a moment when Rose again uh, says that she has an idea, and they both laugh dismissively, and this time Rose simply turns her head and looks away. Mm-hmm. Lance gives him a final decision that she will be checking in, uh, excuse me, checking Ken in, and uh, Roland exits. Rose ex- approaches Blanche and states that her exchange with Roland was a bit rough, and uh, reminds her that they need him to run the hotel. Blanche tells Rose that uh, he needs to remember that she owns the hotel. Rose corrects her, saying, you mean we own this hotel? And Blanche begrudgingly agrees with her assertion as she exits the kitchen, saying, yeah, yeah, we, 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 whatever. Yeah, it was a bad Blanche episode in a general sense. I've got to agree with that. (laughs) Agreed. I mean, at least it wasn't a bad Blanche episode in some of the southern ways. I've been bad Blanche episodes in the past. Yeah. But still, like, in a way, it's, you know, just... She's just a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she's been episode. really, like really uh, bossy and uh, dismissive, uh, and yeah. Um, well, that and like, uh, what's the word? Um, micromanaging everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, change scene, and we're at the front desk. Oliver approaches Blanche, asking her to call quote the old lady or the old lady's room, uh, and to have her meet him at the lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche contests that he shouldn't call Sophia that. Right. It's disrespectful. Uh, she picks up the phone, though, and there's no answer. And then she wonders aloud, I wonder what the talking prune is up to now. Mm-hmm. On cue, Sophia wanders into the lobby, saying, let's roll. Blanche asks what they're, go- what they're up to, and Oliver explains that he'll be handing out flyers with, quote, the talking prune. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sophia hears this and scolds Blanche, reminding her that she told her not to share her Indian name. Yeah, oh, that was solid. Yeah, that was I like that. Blanche uh, glances over the flyers and sees that they are promising free margaritas, mm-hmm. which this is the part that I want to talk about. I yeah. thought if it is local, that's maybe a good way to get local business in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could try to turn it into like a party hotel, you yeah. know, where it's like young people come and, you know, <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> exactly. So. It's like, hey, swing by, I'll give you three margaritas, then when you're too drunk to drive, sell your room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sophia explains that as part of her plan to get people drunk, Take their keys and get them to spend the night in the establishment. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't think of that. <laughs> Sometimes you'll write down the exact lines. Did you write down the exact like flyer? No, I did not. Oh, I, I meant to go back. I thought I was going to add it again, but I did not. I mean, I wrote down uh, Rose's idea, but I didn't uh, write it down It was the something flyer. along the lines of uh, take your keys, get drunk in a strange hotel across America ah. initiative or yeah. something. Um. Blanche tells her not to post uh, flyers, but Sophia says that yeah, she can't stop her, and now she's got to stay at the front desk to check in the VIP, which is the editor, not editor, but the the columnist. Yeah, Ken McGowan. Blanche answers the phone, uh, but then hollers over her shoulder that you know, Oliver has homework. Sophia dismisses, saying, so he'll repeat one mm-hmm. year. <laughs> I don't know. He may repeat more than one year. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe he's out cleaning out dumpsters instead of doing his homework. <laughs> <laughs> Already a little behind the curb when it comes to schoolwork. They head out the door, and uh, Rose enters holding some towels. She tells Blanche that she spoke to the television station regarding uh, advertising rates. 
Blanche immediately contests that, you know, they can't afford that. But Rose explains that she ran to an old friend because that's a bit of continuity because she used to work there, right? Right, yeah. Correct. Um, an old friend that is currently producing an afternoon talk show, the Barbara Legrand Show. Mm-hmm. I like her. Uh, and if they host the guests, they will uh, mention them on the program, and it starts today. All right. So Blanche seems insulted that Rose didn't consult her first. But Rose points out that she had to move fast to secure the deal before other hotels who were vying for the spot uh, could uh, make their way in. Mm-hmm. She tells Blanche that she thought she'd be happy about the news, and Blanche says that she is, but wishes she'd have checked with her uh, before agreeing to the deal. Rose, obviously annoyed by this, says that she often checks with her, first explaining uh, why she didn't even... Oh, she often checks with her first, explaining that's why she didn't go right off and buy the hotel mascot. Right. Confused by this comment, Blanche asks about the mascot. Rose tells her, tells her it would uh, compliment the slogan she came up with. The Golden Palace, not a bad place to stay. <laughs> Blanche hurries around from around the desk, gets close to Rose and says, No sheep, Rose. <laughs> Rose exits, acting as if this uh, statement is a recurring theme between the two of them. Roland shows up and uh, voices his concern about the Maintaining the hotel's classy appearance while Sophia and Oliver are outside handing around flyers. Blanche is surprised to see him as he is not likely finished with the, uh, the inventory assessment at this point. Right. Roland reminds her that she had stated earlier that the, quote, person in charge should check in, Mr. McGowan. And uh, clearly she isn't showing that she's in charge, but with everything kind of being in chaos right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start again to bicker back and forth about who's the leader. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a power struggle here. That's a recurring theme in this one. Blanche even starts to badmouth Mr. Ken McGowan, asking if uh, he works for some two-bit tabloid. Of course, at that exact moment, he enters and introduces himself. Blanche immediately changes her tune and states that she's a fan. Right. Side note, two bits are commonly equal to one quarter. Correct. And the term bit generally refers to a coin of low denomination in England Mm -hmm. in early American trade. Very nice. That's you why have some eight, uh, I was going to say that's why eight bits are a dollar. Yeah, yeah. So if it was two bits a gander, that would just be one quarter for a gander? Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that. Yep. Two bits, four bits, six bits, a dollar. Hmm. Very nice. Where was where that from? Uh, my old cheerleading days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very old cheerleading ways. Is it like give Brent one and he's going to make you holler? <laughs> yeah. What, what, how, you know what I'm talking about, Ski? It's like two bits, four bits, six bits, a dollar. I thought it was one of those uh, like jump rope type things that girls always play in the playground. I can't remember what the second half of the cheer is. Like two bits, the four I've heard bits, the, six bits, a dollar. I've heard the chant before, but I thought it was either from like a playground game or maybe like an old song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like two bits, four bits, six bits, a dollar. Stand up, sit down, fight and holler, or something. It's something, something holler. I mean, I said holler, so I think okay. that's at the. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, when I say holler, it's in reference to fifty dollar. Ah. <laughs> and then it precedes do the wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blanche offers him, uh, the Mr. Ken uh, Gallon. I was listening to the Humpty Dance on uh-huh. the way over here. Sure. It, I had not listened to that one in a, quite a while. It's your chance to do the hump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a line that jumped out at me, and I can't remember now what it was, but I was like, oh, <laughs> getting risque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, quite all right. It's a good addition. Blanche offers the uh, columnist uh, room two, uh, 302, which is their largest suite. Roland then suggests, though, that he might prefer 306, which has an ocean view. Uh, they uh, again jockey back and forth for control. Um, I think Blanche even mentions that, you know, it's got an ocean view, but it also sees the road or something. Right. I like to rhyme. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. <laughs> that was the line. Sick with this. <laughs> Straight gangsta Mac. Keep going. I, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you get ridiculous. I even buy crackers and your licorice. Yo, <laughs> fat girl. Oh, yeah, I called you fat. Look at me. I'm skinny. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I have the girls with the boobs. <laughs> I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't phase me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new favorite thing ever. <laughs> the Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. So you you did appear to be genuinely impressed by his. I, I am legit. Like I've not been. Like I'm impressed. Like week in week out. But like, I've not been that impressed with Ski since I met him. The last time I, the last time I was this impressed was his encyclopedic knowledge of the Pina Colada song. Ah. <laughs> you know, and, th and this is just so much better. <laughs> The bar is real low. Yeah. No. <laughs> we really need to learn a song so that we all get on Brent's radar. Wasn't that impressive? It was impressive, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really, really, really good. My face is like almost hurting now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about now. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think that we had gotten to. Oh, uh, no, no. I, I got it saved here. Okay, good deal. Ruler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they're That's going That's why back. I left it here. <laughs> they're going back and forth trying to give uh, the uh, columnist, you know, a special room. Yeah. Uh, Blanche says she already sent fruit to room 302, and Roland suggests that he might also enjoy some uh, ice cold champagne after his long trip. But uh, Ken pulls out his coupon for a free margarita. Yeah. They take the coupon and Roland escorts him to see uh, both rooms mm -hmm. so he can choose which one he wants for himself. Uh, Rose enters and Blanche asks uh, if she saw that, stating how Roland usurped her. Yep. <laughs> Just then the phone rings and it's Jason from Unusual Pets <laughs> asking for Rose. She claims it must be a wrong number, <laughs> uh, but then takes the phone and tells Jason, cancel the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I did like her, just, uh, I like Rose's just general reply to that of like, uh -huh. well, I can't imagine you, this is probably a wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in the kitchen, Chewie asks Oliver to get him some steaks. He happily obliges when Rose enters. She comments on how good the bread smells and asks Chewie where he learned to cook. He explains that at 18, he joined the Fashion Institute of Technology. By the way, it's a Real and famous fashion school in New York. Mm -hmm. I thought it was maybe just some place they made up for the show, but it's <laughs> real. Uh, he was wanting to design men's clothing and re uh, kind of reinvigorate the male look. Right. Mm -hmm. Then he got drafted and learned to cook in the military. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver returns with the steaks, but Chewie uh, realized that they're frozen solid. Oliver tells him that Sophia put all the meat in the fridge uh, from the freezer, making room for the margarita mix. Uh, Chewie then comments that uh, once meat has been thawed, it has to be cooked 
or can be dangerous to ingest. Just then, Sophia enters and declares that uh, she's ready to help prep the food. Rose tells her about the uh, ruined meat, and she casually suggests that Chewie just call the butcher and buy some more. Right. At first, uh, Chewie mocks her, but then quickly realizes, yeah, that's okay, yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah. He picks up the phone and tells uh, someone on the other line named Jose that he needs meat for that evening, even if it does cost extra for last-minute orders. Blanche enters and hears this. She tells him to hang up. He tells Jose that uh, his boss is giving him a dirty look. He then clarifies that, no, no, it's not Roland, but this new lady I told you about. He shares a laugh with Mr. Jose, and then when Blanche stares him down, he eventually hangs up. She reminds him that any orders uh, were to be signed off by her prior. Chewie mocks her as well again, using his hand to kind of puppet her words. Roland enters then and reminds Blanche that uh, she should be at the front desk right now. Blanche simply states that she's not in a very good mood right now. Uh, he asks if uh, she's tried singing zippity doo Right. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. So at home, do you have um, do you have your copy of uh, Songs of the South right next to your copy of Birth of a Nation? I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's like the 1920s movie about the KKK. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Glorifying the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. No, we have it next to our video uh, version of Mein Kampf. Ah. <laughs> your book on tape. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and your it's laser- in the original German, so we don't understand it. Your laser disc of Soul Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. She's not a very good mood right now. He asks if she tried singing Zippy Doodah, and uh, Rose appre- appreciates the gleeful idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. <laughs> Blanche again asks why Roland uh, or why Roland is there as his her shift ends at five. Rose realizes that it's uh, nearly time though for their TV ad spot. Roland, not having heard about the agreement yet, asks what she's talking about. Rose explains the deal uh, with the Barbara Legrand show, and uh, Roland tells her that that's an awesome idea and it'll surely drum up some more business. Rose exits, but comments that Blanche wanted her to consult with her first. Right. Chewie piles on, adding that, yeah, hey, she wanted me to do the same thing for kitchen purchases. Roland instructs him, though, that uh, just to go back to their old methods of doing stuff for work, Blanche jumps in, telling Roland, that's twice you've usurped me. Yeah. (laughs) He then rubs it in, telling Chewie if he has more problems, just to come to him. Incensed by this, Blanche belts out, thrice! (laughs) (laughs) Roland says that he has not or he has work to do and then leaves the kitchen. Blanche follows behind him, quickly asks him to stop and listen. Uh, he pauses and tells her that everyone is trying to do their job, but she's getting in the way. He asks her to kind of lighten up. Blanche again reminds him that she owns the hotel. Rose being right next to her again corrects her saying, We hmm. and again Blanche dismissively agrees, Yeah, yeah, we, we, whatever. Blanche uh sent, or Blanche uh Sends Roland to a break while she can calm down. Right. Rose then turns up the TV volume to, to, so they can all hear the plug for the hotel, stating that guests of the show stay at the lovely Golden Palace Hotel in Miami. Right. The show announcer then promotes the uh, topic of tomorrow's show, Men Who Kill and Are Set Free. <laughs> <laughs> at that very moment, uh, the legendary Bobcat Goldthwaite Rings the uh, <laughs> desk bell and gives his signature yell talk. I, I actually tried to do it a little bit at home just to practice it. I, I failed very badly. 
I mean, it's good. That you, <laughs> see, it's funny. I was literally about to say it's good that you tried it out at home, so you yeah. didn't do it on this episode, <laughs> and then you literally began doing it before yeah. you even finished the sentence. <laughs> Just to show you how bad it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, it hurt my voice actually to try. It hurt to do my it. ear to hear it. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that you're uh, not going to attempt that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'll give you all the money in my wallet if you sing the Humpty Dance's Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> don't. Brent How seems like a cashless kind of a man. You <laughs> <laughs> seem like a cashless kind of a guy. Like all credit cards. And not credit cards, but you know, bank cards, whatnot. We'll find out when he's done with the bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, for Alan's uh, ears, yeah. I, will, I will spare him. I'll tell you what, I'll double your share of the, uh, the <laughs> podcast profits if you don't. <laughs> what, a, what a generous offer. Um, Let's hear you're a Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to subject anybody to it. Because, yeah, it is just like that yell talking yeah. that he does. <laughs> so well, he, he like controls it way better than I could. Yeah. Like it is funny. I mean, he's, you know, obviously it's a bit like, yeah. but he has his whole career built around it, you know, stand up and mm-hmm. some of his movie stuff and all that. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird to then hear him as Talking a normal, normal human. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard his stand up before? Do I him? mean, I've heard his Bobcat stand up and I've heard his non, you know, character stand up as well. And it's funny enough. Yeah, I mean, the Bobcat stuff I don't care for, but, but I think his, uh, I think he is a funny guy in a general sense. So this is 92. Um, uh, police academies were all '80s movies, weren't they? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he would have been. Yeah, uh, he's well established when yeah. he's in this. Well, yeah, I, I knew he was, but yeah. I just didn't know how far moved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the audience was excited to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he showed up, and rightly so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been excited. I was glad to see him. Yeah, I thought he was a funny part of the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he rings the bell or desk bell, gives his signature yell talk, and explains that he's uh, there with the Barbara Legrand show. Uh, and he's there to check in. Roland smoothly directs him to speak with Blanche as he is on break, mm. and then quickly exits through the front entry. Uh, we have a little break. Uh, back in the lobby, though, Blanche, uh, Blanche confirms that he is with the show. He agrees and crazily says that he's very nervous and would like a quiet room. Yeah. Blanche explains that uh, the rooms are very quiet, but, you know, not so quiet that people couldn't hear a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. He then requests a room uh, away from other people because he's a loner. Yeah. Blanche says, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And Rose tries to head out. <laughs> Blanche grabs her by the arm and pulls her back, though, asking uh, for her to help him check or help check him in. Gordon M. Kose is his name. Mm-hmm. Rose asks what the M stands for, and he tells her it's for McRae, that his parents were big fans of Gordon McRae, a famous 1940s-era singer-slash-actor Famous mostly for musicals. Yeah. Can you name two of them? Uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. and I actually looked it up, but uh, Carousel. Carousel. Okay. That's what Brent's going for, since those are Rogers and Hammerstein ones. Yes, which was after he <laughs> partnered with Rogers and Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you know that? Like, I know you know a lot of oddball things that always surprise me, but... No, I had looked it up. I was like, who the hell is Gordon McRae? Oh, okay, good. I was like, Oklahoma Carousel? That's a bingo. Yeah. <laughs> we can play off past bits on this one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he laments to the girl that he was often compared to Mr. McRae during his childhood. Rose offers a uh, to help with his things, but he quickly grabs him 
and blusters that he hates when people touch his things. Blanche holds her back almost as if she were a shield and tells her not to touch the stuff. Blanche throws him the key, <laughs> throws the key at him to room 312, telling him it's very quiet, Mr. McRae, and he angrily corrects her that his last name is Kosei. His middle name is McRae. He then heads to his room, and Blanche tells him to go with God. <laughs> Sophia then enters with a tray of uh, drinks, announcing that it's happy hour with free margaritas. Mm-hmm. Gordon takes one, gulps it down, and immediately yells that he has an ice headache. Uh, he grins, saying that he won't forget this <laughs> as the door closes on the elevator. Blanche says they're all going to die. Rose tells her that, no, no, he's just a poor soul that kills people. Yeah, that was all that I enjoyed that yeah. part by Rose. She then echoes that, yes, they're all going to die. Uh, they try to assess what to do next. Rose tells Blanche that she'll just have to go tell him to leave. And Blanche, Blanche asks why her, and Rose reminds her, well, she owns a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> And this time, Blanchard says, it's we. And Rose sarcastically agrees that she exits the lobby. I think that may have been my favorite line of this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Uh, later, Rose enters the kitchen uh, where Chewie is uh, grating a block of cheese. She tells him that the killer wants his steak right now. Yeah. <laughs> he tells her that he uh, has already sent Oliver out to get some, uh, but she says that he won't wait much longer. He then suggests another free margarita, but apparently he's worried... Uh, yeah, he's worried that uh, the sugar will impact his blood sugar mm-hmm. from the drink. Chewie then asks if maybe uh, he'd like some nachos. Rose slams her hands down on the table, insisting that it has to be meat. Yep. Chewie says that uh, he'll just go reason with him. Of course, if there isn't any to serve, he'll understand. Yeah. He goes to speak with Gordon, uh, and the audience can then hear from the uh, dining area as he yells for his meat. Mm-hmm. Chewie quickly returns to the kitchen, agreeing that, yes, they need to get him meat mm-hmm. quickly. Otherwise, he can't have any pudding. That's right. Yeah. How do you eat meat with no pudding? <laughs> sure. If you don't eat your pudding, or, or no. <laughs> how can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? Yeah. Uh, scene change. That evening, Chewie and Sophia are in, the, uh, in their robes playing cards <laughs> using strawberries as betting chips. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any idea what's even going on here. <laughs> it's a the, the, putting this don't you meet? Yeah, I don't know what what uh, you're it's talking from, about. From uh, the wall, Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. If it's... you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can I have any pudding if I don't eat my meat? Oh, okay. I, I yeah. it's like did the not end recall of, it from yeah. that. At it's all. at the end of the song. Oh, okay. Not a long song. I got the pronouns. We wrong, don't yeah. need no yeah. education. Yeah, that one. I mean, I know the song, but I didn't recall that yeah, line. Yeah, it's the it little all. outro bit yeah. of it. You know, if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Now, is it, I'm assuming it's from the movie too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in the. Movie I have not well. seen the the movie. Oh, movie is good. Movie is really good. I've heard it's only good if you're on uh, LST, but I believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I'm not willing to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, no, I mean I've never watched it, you know, on anything, um, and I've always enjoyed it. But I will say. You and I, um, I don't know, whenever we were last together, the three of us, and uh, uh, some of our spouses, all of our spouses, I guess, mm-hmm. were here. Yeah. Um, we were talking about David Bowie, and you had asked me, or a little bit later, you were asked, or I guess it was before we talked about David Bowie, because this was the pivot to it. Anyways, basically, you're like, what's the movie you've always wanted to see but haven't? And I told you The Man Who Fell to Earth. Mm-hmm. And I've since then watched it. Oh, very nice. So, oh, was it good? It was. Like, well, yes and no. Like, so... You know, I told you it was there on the top of my watch pile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to do it. But before I did that, I wanted to read the book. So oh, okay. I read the book. 
And I loved the book. I thought it was phenomenal. And then I watched the movie. And I enjoyed the movie because I had read the book. So I was able to fill in all of the gaps oh, and everything. Okay. Oh, but okay. if I had not read the book, I, I can see why people hated that movie. Oh. <laughs> because it makes <laughs> no sense whatsoever. Like, the only people who would love the movie without having read the book are people who just want to see Rip Torn's wiener. Oh. <laughs> and but I'm most sure people they're, still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a glaring endorsement. Yeah, so. But then um, after I finished it, I was like, oh, well, now I want to watch the, uh, the TV show. Um, Cause, like I thought, I didn't know if it was like a sequel or, mm-hmm. like I knew it wasn't a remake, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And the TV show just came out like two, three years ago, okay. and it was really, really, really good. Except, I can't figure out if it's supposed to be a sequel to the book or to the movie because oh. it doesn't really follow either of them. Like it references different things from both of them. Yeah, but yeah. Did the book have a sequel or anything? Or? No, no. So, but it was all three were solid. I would definitely do a podcast over the history of you know the man who fell to earth and its iterations and all that sort. So, yeah, that would be a real popular podcast. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might not reach the heights that we have with this one, but (laughs) if that's the bar, (laughs) at a certain point, it just becomes us having a discussion. Exactly. (laughs) Posterity. Yeah, we really don't need to record. <laughs> it's just us having a, a conversation anymore. But uh-huh. I think we should um, just call the podcast um, "Dancing with Cancellation," uh-huh. and we just put a microphone <laughs> in front of Ski and just tell us your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say when you got nothing to lose? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, later that evening, Chewie and Zafir are in their robes playing cards in the kitchen using uh, strawberries as betting chips. Mm-hmm. Sophia wins a hand and pulls the pile of strawberries towards herself saying, Mama's going to bake herself a pie. Yeah. Blanche, uh, also in her nightgown, enters. Uh, Sophia actually walks away for a moment. Blanche enters in her nightgown and uh, asks what's going on. Chewie explains that... Uh, Sophia got his pot. Mm-hmm. Blanche interprets this to mean a cooking pot and says that, you know, she's a good cook too. She'll use it very well. Mm-hmm. Chewie tries to correct her, saying that, oh, no, I mean the other kind of pot. Blanche's eyes get real wide and Blanche, you know, gets serious, demanding to know what's really happening. Chewie uh, nonchalantly explains that they were playing poker and Sophia won. Then Chewie, played by Cheech Marin, of course, mm. Shoots an insulted look at Blanche, asking if he looks like the kind of person that would smoke marijuana. Yeah, that was my favorite line of the episode. Same. I realized it was very much like looking right at the audience type yeah. of line, yeah. but I liked it a lot. Yeah. Right on the nose. Exactly. And I also think it just sort of lets him know that, okay, this is a different character than what he's always played. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was really good. And I also like, you know, just rumor clearing him, like wanting to crack up or whatever. Yeah. And like he could tell she's about to laugh, and so he sort of arches his eyebrow a little bit more to try yeah. to get her there. <laughs> Embarrassed by the misunderstanding, she shakes her head and says, well, no. And Cheech, uh, I mean, Chewy, <laughs> then doubles down and says that he's just not that kind of guy. Have you guys ever eaten at Chewy's? I think I have once, yeah. Okay. And I felt like it was decent. Uh, yeah. I guess apparently not enough that I recall it that strongly, yeah. though. Was it recently? Like, it was a pre- or post-pandemic? Oh, post-pandemic, for sure. Okay. See, pre-pandemic, they had a much bigger menu, mm, and yeah. it was really, really, really good. 
Um, but post pandemic, they definitely like scaled it down because of supply chain issues oh, okay. and stuff. And like they went to like a carry out only for a while, and then they just never expanded it back. Oh. And so it's just uh, I think we've been twice post pandemic and. It's been okay, but pre-pandemic, it was really, really good. I've never been to Chewy's, but I was in that same restaurant when it was uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise a few times. Yeah, I went there once and hated it. But You did? Yeah. <laughs> did Justin turn down the music? <laughs> Freaking hippies. Exactly. It's like, I don't know who this Jimmy Buffet is, but... <laughs> well, you thought it was the buffet. You thought yeah. it was like... A buffet of Jimmy's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do I look like the kind of guy who would enjoy a buffet of Jimmy's? <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about those little ice cream things, sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just all different colors and flavors of yeah. little Jimmy's for your ice cream. So. Uh, Sophia re-enters the room holding two more margaritas. <laughs> Blanche asks her how many of those she's had, and Sophia tells her seven. Understandably worried, Blanche tells her she can't drink that much tequila. Sophia retorts that uh, the drinks don't have any tequila. She's just whacked out on blood sugar. Whee! Mm-hmm. Rose comes down the stairs and tells him that she can't sleep as long as Gordon is in the building. Blanche says that she can't sleep either, but not because she's scared. She says that she's mad at Roland and at that, and then them too for not supporting her enough. You guys keep putting a D in it. Roland. It's Roland. Oh, it's just A-N at the end? I-N. Oh, I-N. R-O-L-L-I-N. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, I put Roland the whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have to edit that. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I'm not going to like, edit it on your thing. <laughs> well, sure, it's not like going to edit this episode yeah. for that. <laughs> I'll do a find replace. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's um, two things about that. Because um, Martin Landau's character in Mission Impossible, his name is Roland. Oh, also, really? exact same spelling and everything. Hmm. And I was like, oh, it's like a young Don Cheadle. <laughs> you know. But also because it was Roland, R O L L I N. Um, when I did my recap, I spent the entire time, you know, trying to find a way to have Roland with my homies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just my little clueless shout out. Rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> she then tells him that as, uh, as a child, she always wanted to run her own business. Uh, she pondered about what she was good at and could make uh, a lot of money. Sophia quickly raises her hand and acts as if uh, a kid uh, wanting to be called on in class. Blanche adds that the job would also have to be something she uh, enjoyed. Now Rose also raises her hand. Blanche adds that it would, it would need to be uh, it would need to benefit mankind. Now Chewie joins in, and finally Blanche says that it would have to be legal. They all kind of lower their hands and look down in disappointment. Right. Rose asks uh, Sophia if she's ever gone into business, which, side note, I guess she's forgotten about Mama Celeste, her business on the boardwalk with Max, mm-hmm. and Can the many sh- other <laughs> hustles the girls have started in the past. Yeah. Sophia tells them that uh, she uh, sold views of an infant Dorothy for 25 cents. Or two bits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Thank you. Saying that uh, she was the world's biggest baby. Uh, Blanche protests, though, that Dorothy wasn't that large. Sophia clarifies that she had a big head, so she used some salamis to make her look like she was four feet long. <laughs> I think she says she just shoved uh, salamis in her pajamas or something. Yeah. Rose says that uh, she and Charlie put all of their money into opening a gift shop at the White House once. Blanche chuckles and states that, you know, since the White House is owned by the government, a private citizen cannot run a gift shop inside. Rose uh, angri- angrily announces that she knows in a disgruntled tone. Right. 
Chewie points out that they all want the hotel to succeed, including Roll In. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just uh, getting mad at him for wanting the same thing as her. Uh, she insists that he should still apologize. Blanche tells him that uh, she's going to bed, and Rose asks her to check on Oliver on her way up. Blanche is out of the room. Rose uh, used the phone to call Roland and asked him to also check on Oliver. Uh, she tells the Sophia and Chewie that she's putting the hotel back together, as she puts it. Mm-hmm. Blanche knocks, over, knocks on Oliver's door and enters. Uh, he asks if they can speak for a moment, and he asks, I think, why she's mad at Roland. She says she's not, and uh, basically he uh, says what Chewie had just said, that uh, he wants the hotel to succeed, and they're all kind of going for the same goal. Right. After uh, all, it's their home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all live there. Yeah. Roland knocks on the door and enters. Uh, he then sees Blanche and apologizes, telling her he was just coming to say goodnight. Uh, he exits then, and Oliver tells her to go after him. Realizing she's been kind of in the wrong, she follows him, uh, Frustrated, Roland asks if uh, he now has to check with her before going to say goodnight to Oliver. Blanche admits to him that uh, he knows a lot about the hotel industry and he should go back to doing what he knows prior to uh, her, quote, reign of terror. <laughs> he points out that uh, her apology was lacking and that it was, not like, and it was likely a necessity to keep the hotel running. So it was less sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gordon comes up behind them attempting to get around uh, to an ice chest that Blanche is currently leaning on. She and Roland continue to bicker uh, like they were earlier until Gordon loudly and forcefully asks to get some ice. He then gets a scoop of ice into a bucket and apologizes for overreacting. Roland tells him he, he comes across uh, as very weird and uh, should try to talk calmly to people instead of yelling so often. Mm-hmm. He agrees and says that's good advice. He then offers some advice of his own to Blanche in his very awkward way. He tells her to just admit that uh, she needs Roland, and then says, do it! <laughs> they uh, both admit that they uh, need each other. Gordon goes off, uh, goes in for a group hug, which scares them both, and then he heads back to his room. Uh, they trade genuine apologies and a handshake. Blanche admits that Gordon does scare her a bit, and that she was glad that uh, Roland showed up. We then hear him hollering again from his room, and they hurry away. Yeah. Now... Did it bother either of you, too, that they put this guy who, you know, might be a murderer, you know, just doors away yes. from Oliver? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until you yeah, started Yeah, I thought it. about that, too, because I was like, they just walked out of Oliver's room, yeah. Yeah. and they specifically put him in this spot. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the way uh, uh, Blanche was trying to uh, get an extra room. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, maybe... They're trying to keep him as far away from the guests as possible, which means they had to put him in the residence wing. Like, yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. You know. That's definitely a generous way to look at it, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't hard for... Neither of them had to open the door to unlock it. Oh, right, yeah, they just... yeah they <laughs> Knock, knock, enter. Yep. Right across from the ice machine, too. Which, I mean, I guess that's nice for Oliver if he wants a nice cold beverage at night. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it was weird, too. I don't know, maybe this is me. I feel like when I'm at a hotel and I go to the ice machine, I fill that bucket up pretty good if I need uh-huh. to get ice. You just yeah. had, like, one... Like half scoop. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he had enough to fill one glass of <laughs> ice <laughs> once he was done. Yeah. But, um, and even that appeared to be too much, I guess, for yeah. him. Did you like his little penguin walk back to his room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hadn't paid attention, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Continues the oddness of his character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Like, I think that's what the whole show should have been. Just every week, not just somebody like that showing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, you know, totally. I agree. Character. That would have been a good uh, yeah. premise. Some odd characters showing up. So we uh, go the next morning. Sophia emerges with a severe sugar hangover from all the uh, drinks from the day prior. Sophia snaps back uh, under her breath at Rose, who comes down the stairs uh, declaring that it's a zippity-doo-dah kind of day. Roland gives her a side-eye glance at this. Rose greets Sophia, uh, who excuses herself to go puke. (laughs) Rose sits down. I think she says, I'm going to hurl or something, right? Yeah, something Mm -hmm. like that. Rose sits down and calls them over to watch the uh, Barbara Legrand show mm-hmm. uh, and see their guest. We find out, though, that Gordon was from Gainesville Prison for the criminally insane as the head psychiatrist. Right. Okay. Rose supposes that she didn't make such a bad deal after all for the uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, we hear Ro- uh, Gordon saying that you know murderers need to relax and be stress-free and suggest that uh, they wind down at the Golden Palace. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lance, Rose, and Roland all look uh, on with their jaws dropped. Uh, and then we have a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. This is actually the end of the show. So we see Sophia and Rose again watching the Barbara Legrand show. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow's topic is, an ad- is adults that wet the bed. Mm. <laughs> Rose comments that uh, they have plenty of experience with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's the end of that one. Very nice. Uh, well, we had a... Three sort of guests, one guest and two real guests, but mm-hmm. Billy L. Sullivan as Oliver for his second time mm-hmm. out of eight. Uh, we had a Gibby Brand was, Yay, Gibby. was Mr. McGowan, a second golden episode for him. He was in season seven, episode 10, mm-hmm. uh, room seven as well. Yeah, he never shows up again. I thought they would maybe at least say a bye to him or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we had, uh, of course, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yay. He played a Gordon M. Cosse. Mm-hmm. This was his only uh, his only golden appearance. Mm-hmm. 332 titles for him, 114 as an actor, because, yeah, he's done quite a bit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes of Bob's Burgers, Summer Camp Island. I didn't realize he had done so much voice work. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Adventure Time, Aquafine Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that I'm fans of, anyway. Yeah. It he seems did, like voice overwork would be perfect for him. Yeah, I would agree. He, he was Payne and Hercules. Um, and then he was in one episode of The Simpsons, the season nine, episode 15, The Last Temptation of Crust, um, and then uh, Dr. Katz and uh, Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of, uh, and The Tick. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in one episode of Empty Nest, mm-hmm. and then I think by far, acting-wise, thing he's most known for is uh, Zed and Police Academies 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize, or didn't remember that he wasn't in First Police one. Academy 1, but then I was like, oh, yeah, the Police Academy 2 was the one that really introduced the oddball characters. I think they called one that the new recruits or yeah, something. That's yeah, that's where I think he got Sweet Chuck. And, yeah. 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 Well, I think, like, even in the second one, he wasn't, he didn't become, like, go to Police Academy until the third one. Oh, okay. Like, well, wasn't he a criminal in the yeah. second one? Yeah. yeah. I did oh, not I recall that, that until you just said that. Yeah. I forgot about that. So. Had, like, a jean jacket or something, too, right? Yeah. Maybe a black leather one or something. Yeah, or something. Some of those. Gloves with no fingers or exactly. something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like kind of criminal you see when Star Trek goes to the past. <laughs> <They're> right. <laughs> very, uh, very stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. Looking at you, Star Trek 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me of the kid who, uh, oh, what's uh, the bad kid from uh, A Christmas Story? Scott Farkas? Yeah, Farkas, yeah. but not Farkas, the other one, the, his little buddy. His, oh, his toady? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked like a 1940s villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A goon, if you will. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll skip. <laughs> <laughs> a goon. 
who got your MVP for this episode? I almost gave it to Bobcat, to Gordon, but uh, I ended up giving it to Sophia just because I liked her role in this episode. I, I thought I, she was funny. I liked Sophia, too, in this episode, but I did go with Gordon. I thought that yeah. he stole the show overall. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm giving it to Bobcat as well. Um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think, you know, Cheech Marin's like, you know, do I look the kind of person who does drugs? Which yeah. was probably my favorite moment, but he'll have his chance to shine later. So yeah. if I'm going to give it to Bobcat, I have to do it this week. Right. Because he just <laughs> didn't run it last week. <laughs> Would you be pissed if I had given it to him last week? I would have week? been agitated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, IMDB credited him, so he's eligible. <laughs> so uh, how many uh, slices of cheesecake for you, Brent? Uh, seven and a half. Oh, you loved it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think this is the good template for the show. If every episode would have been like this, it'd still be on the air. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a stretch, but... <laughs> I'm just saying. Slight bit of hyperbole. In, yeah. in syndication. Yeah. <laughs> it may be in syndication. I think that's why we didn't see it either, because with the only one season, I think they don't really sell... The, at least they certainly didn't used to sell these things into reruns until they hit a certain number yeah, of seasons. Yeah, 100. So. Yeah. But it seems like they could just bundle it with... Golden, Golden Girls, Girls yeah. yeah. So, so how about you, Ski? Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's take it down to seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. I'm being overly generous. I, was, so. I agree that you've been overly generous on that one. But. <laughs> We're not talking about my lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that uh, <laughs> being generous to oneself <laughs> is a good thing. But. If you can't please everyone, you've got to please yourself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I have to bring it back. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I had initially put down five, but I'm going to bump up to six. Oh, know. really? <laughs> I thought it was a decent plot, decent <laughs> jokes. Uh, I thought nothing too exceptional, but I kind of, I got to agree with Brent. I think that if they stuck with this format, it would have been more successful. Okay, here's what I'll say. I agree with the statement that this format would have been a better format overall mm-hmm. for the show. I do not like the episode, though. I hated Blanche in most of the episode. Mm-hmm. I only gave it three and a half, and oh, I, yeah. I had almost had to kind of work myself up to that. I think they just need to start off with her being sort of at odds with Roland. That way they can gradually get to a begrudging respect, mm-hmm. and then eventually paramours. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the way things are going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I didn't See, care for uh, it. But... We'll say episode five, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Episode five, they'll be caught in bed. Uh It's the slow summer for Blanche. Sophia and Chewie will be (laughs) hooking up and exactly giving her mustache rides. (laughs) (laughs) And Rose and Oliver. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ski. I'm going to put you on the clock now. Um, So Ski's going to spin us a yarn off top of his head about Dorothy. Uh I'll give you two minutes (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't drag on too much. So, So, all right, go. The premise that I had come up with in my story originally was uh, something like um, Dorothy was uh, sending a, a letter, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's to, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> she was sending a letter to uh, you know the girls saying that she was you know, on her honeymoon with Lucas. Okay. Right? And they, of course, brought Freddie along and that they're having a lot of fun mm-hmm. and uh, things are going great. And uh, something about how, you know, after a, a vigorous... Uh, Session of lovemaking. They went out to the the patio and were sunbathing nude. Okay. And a uh, a seagull seagull came down <laughs> on the tree. <laughs> 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 Attacked his genitals. 
<laughs> FYI. <laughs> and Brent's, you want to tell him about it? You, you can, it. you can. Brent sent a text to our group this, uh, was it today, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was along the lines of like, with a picture of a seagull just going like, Wah! <laughs> and uh, the, the so, is that a seagull or bobcat goldfish? <laughs> There's a one comedian I saw online not too long ago. He did like a perfect seagull sound. I could never. It's <laughs> it sounded just like an animal. Like, Some of your slice of life stories are the worst stories. <laughs> They have so little point and so little payoff sometimes. That's just a sidebar. It was a really good signal. Anyway. This is like this eight-minute diatribe, and at the end you find out he made it to the Walgreens and they were out of Juicy Fruit. <laughs> story is done. <laughs> <laughs> the end. It's just a news article about a seagull who flew down and um, there was a dude sunbathing in the nude and the seagull ripped off his testicles. <laughs> so, I, was, I was really proud of my reply to that. But yeah. I just said that I was uh, happy that Brent was being more open about his vasectomy. <laughs> but, but I didn't get any response. Well, because so. I respect the sanctity of HIPAA violations. <laughs> I don't think that, that seagull took the oath. <laughs> so you're saying he squawked? Yeah, exactly. I hear there's a comedian that does a wonderful impression of a seagull. So. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Uh, name it Stephen? I don't remember his name. No, the seagull. Oh, probably. So. I got that, yeah. Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> he got fat when he got older, but at least he still knew karate and such. Uh -huh. And Putin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything else to uh, discuss this episode? I'm good. All right. I'm good for this week. <laughs> well, uh, to happiness, to life, to us. <laughs> Stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs>